Hello, and welcome to CavernCast. Do you want to hear something amazing? I'm ill again. It's now starting to become a problem, but I've realized where it is. Like many of the things in my life that happen, that take a toll on my body and my mind, I think it's because I'm not around people that much. And in the last two weeks, I've been around a lot of people and meeting a lot of people. And so my immune system is like, well, it's been fun, lads. It's time for us to lay down our swords and (laughs) admit defeat once again. So I think I just have to be more social for the sake of my, um, uh, my immune system and my, uh, my white blood cells. It's like, um, you know, War of the Worlds? The whole thing about War of the Worlds is like the aliens invade. Spoiler warning, by the way, if you've never read or seen War of the Worlds. Um, so skip ahead like 30 seconds if you've never seen War of the Worlds because... I'm about to spoil it for you. Aliens invade from Mars, and um, they, like, wipe out everything on Earth. But the absolute nincompoops aren't adjusted to Earth's bacteria, so they get, like, a common cold, and they friggin' die, all of them. What absolute poor form terrible honestly what weaklings as i use them as a comparison for myself great anyway hi nice to see you um apologies for not being here last week as i said spent the last two weeks working a lot and meeting a lot of people it was one of those times where just jobs came out of nowhere and all at the same time they're like buses you know no buses come and then three buses come at once um and one of those things was uh doing an exhibition at the scottish wedding show which was very fun and incredibly fun to see loads of excited people walking around and um seeing their eyes buzzing with ideas and being able to talk to people about what they wanted for their wedding and stuff like that. Very, very cool. But because I met so many people, yeah, my body was just like, yep, it's time for you to get ill. So that was good. Yeah. So if there was anyone at the Scottish wedding show that was like, that guy looks like a guy whose podcast I listen to, if you know what I look like, um, then hello, it was me. But Oh, I realized this as well recently. Some of you are listening to my voice having never seen my face, any of my face. Like, I was pretty sure that most people that had listened, in fact, nearly everybody that listened to this podcast had found the podcast through my TikTok or through my socials in some way. But turns out some of you, quite a few of you actually, have um, listened to the podcast by finding trying to find a podcast or something that will help you relax and calm down. So that's really cool. Um, I'm really glad that I popped up for you. And, you know, if you were looking for that specific thing and that specific purpose, I'm very glad that you found me and hopefully I am providing that for you. That's very cool. That's a very cool thing. So at this Scottish wedding show, they had, as you can imagine, 
stalls with wedding cakes, stalls with wedding dresses, stalls with photography, stalls with like advertising venues. They also had, and get ready for this, alpacas. They had three alpacas called, oh my god, can I remember this? Oh man, one was called Buddy, one was called something else, and one was called Fortitude. Fortitude, what a name for any pet, but especially an alpaca, because apparently when he was young he didn't really eat much, and he was, I think he was the runt. Do alpacas have runts? I'm sure they do. But yeah, they didn't think he was going to make it, and then he pulled through because he is a absolute G. So good for you, Fortitude. Happy for you, mate. But yeah, that made that made the whole time there very, very worth it. I mean, it was worth it anyway. It was a very fun time. Um, but yeah, that's been one of the things I've been doing. Also, I can now confirm that the leaks in my van have now been fixed. Even saying that, my heart drops. I'm like, it's not going to work, is it? This is like the biggest running theme throughout my podcast. Oh, man. I hope you're well, anyway. I hope you're doing okay. Nice to be in your ears again. If you've not listened to Cast before, how it works is... I use a random word generator to generate five random words and then I talk about them. Whatever comes to mind, whatever seems like it might be interesting to talk about, it can be specific, it can be vague, it can be anecdotal, it can be factual. It's kind of whatever, man. While you do your thing, relax, sleep, Maybe you're doing yoga. Maybe you're doing cat yoga. Maybe you're doing alpaca yoga. Alpaca yoga should be a thing. Found out my friend's brother works, he just got his first job, and he works in a cat cafe. What a first job, dude. What a first job. That's amazing. I've never actually been to one. If anyone has been to one, please let me know what it's like. I assume it's as amazing as it seems. But yeah, please do let me know. Anyway, I'm going to crack on with the words. And today's first word is impolite. Which I do try not to be as much as possible. I'm very grateful that I was brought up with manners. Um, I'm very grateful I was taught to be polite. But I'm wondering, I'm wondering if it's because I truly believe it's a good thing or whether it's because one of the first bits of validation I ever got was when I held the door open for an elderly lady when I was about seven and um, she said thank you to me and then within earshot of me said to my mum what a wonderfully well-behaved boy I was and that she should be very proud of me. Dude, my head swelled up to the size of the doorway so I couldn't even fit through and you know I've been chasing that high ever since so maybe I don't actually care about people I only care about inflating my own ego by doing nice things for other people who knows (laughs) 
It's getting very deep for the first 10 minutes of this podcast. Let's move on. Oh, what are we on? Impolite. There we go. Um, yeah, that whole like kindness. What is it? Manners. Manners cost nothing. Kindness costs nothing. Kindness is free. Blah, 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 blah. Um, it's very true. It's very true. And um, I like the idea that like, even if I was doing this for my own validation, which I'm not, I think, <laughs> um, even if I was doing it for my own validation, the ripple effect it would have would still be a positive thing overall. Not in the whole like obliged to pay it forward thing, but in the sense that it makes people naturally want to uh, be a bit more polite to everyone else around them, be a bit kinder, overall raises the vibration of everything going around, going on around you or them. And that's why people say kindness makes the world a better place. If you act with compassion and you act with politeness and courteousness and just giving people the benefit of the doubt a little bit, you know, if someone's having a bad day and they're impolite to you, say, you know, not immediately biting back with impoliteness and just, you know, maybe being polite back will bring them out of it. Why have I told you the nipple story? All right, let me tell you the story. If I have, it doesn't matter because it's a good story that proves my point. I was in a club um, having a very good time. It was about midnight. Um, everyone was a bit, they had had a few to drink. I went into the bathroom to do a toilet and there was a guy in there. And you know you have these like random interactions with people in toilets, which like you just say the most random things to each other, you know, regardless of your gender, regardless of what they just ran the most random conversations come out. And um, this guy said to me, he was like, hey, nice nipples, man. My nipples weren't even out. Um... And I was like, thanks, man, you too. Neither were, neither were his. And he was like, thanks, man. And um, there was a guy washing his hands, and he said, you guys are weird. And immediately I went, good weird or bad weird? And he was like, just weird. I was like, oh, okay. And the other guy was like, I'm having none of this, and left. The nipple conversation was where he drew the line. And so he left. And um, I said to this guy, I repeated myself, I was like, so good, weird or bad, weird? And immediately, this guy started squaring up to me like he wanted to fight. And was like, you're just fucking weird. And I was like, man. And he was like, what? And I was like, are you Okay. Are you alright? Have you had a rough day or a rough week? Instead of rising to it and being like, Yo, back off, bro. Me and my nipples will mess you up. You know, like, acting with compassion. Because it just seemed very out of character. Not, No, not out of character. It just seemed like too quick of an escalation for him not to be, like, projecting something. 
maybe a secret fetish for nipples, I don't know. Um, I'm not here to kink shame. But he sort of took a second and then his shoulders just dropped and he went, mate, I've just had the worst week. I'm really, really sorry. We had a hug and I was like, dude, it's fine. No worries. That's what the mosh pit out there is for. And he was like, yeah, you're right. And I was like, cool, let's go. And then we went and had a good night. It's not always the easiest thing to, to to not jump on the defensive straight away and sort of protect yourself. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, just judging from personal experience, just to give someone that extra yard to check themselves with compassion not in like a are you sure you want to take that time with me type of way in like a genuinely are you okay because this seems very heightened I think it's worth it sometimes they might just be a dick and in which case then carry on and do what you want but um yeah I think it's worth it I'll tell you what was really impolite though really I just want a way to shoehorn this story in whilst I was in Scotland recently I was having a wonderful time walking through Glasgow um, just going out with a with a friend and out of nowhere I got accosted on the street this guy literally came out of nowhere and jumped down my throat I mean this literally, it was a fly <laughs> and it literally flew down my throat I don't know what it is with me and flies, dude. But I choked on this thing so hard. And I was like coughing and spluttering in the street in front of a load of people and my friend. Like people thought I was dying. I was being so dramatic about it. To the point where this guy walking past, he was like, hey man, do you want some water? And I was like, you two are in it together. This is how I die. You're going to poison me. But um, I was desperate, so I had some of the water. And I'm still here. Or maybe I'm not. Maybe this is an alternate universe. Who knows? Anyway, that's, um, I just had to get that out there. I had to get that off of my chest. I feel better now. I feel better now. I hate flies. I hate flies. Okay, what's next? Absorb. Absorb. I like the whole, like, um, so sponges, right? Sponges, that's what comes to mind for me when I think of absorbed. Absorb, or absorbent. And um, I've always liked the whole thing of, like, your brain being like a sponge. And I am determined to not let my brain suffer as I as I get older. Um... I, I want to continue learning things as much as possible and I was hanging out with my friend's cousin recently and my friend is half German so speaks fluent English and fluent German but her cousin is way better at German than English like she can speak English but not fantastically well and she prefers to speak German which fair enough and 
I had to give her a lift one evening and one of the things we found common ground on was me trying hilariously to remember the German I had learned in school or by listening to Rammstein or <laughs> numerous other random ways and my thing is that even though I don't know any other language that well, the part of my brain that handles accents is very well developed. So I can say about five words sounding like a native, but that'll be it. But that really makes me want to learn another language and makes me wish I had learned back in the day, back when I was a kid, because if I had developed the language part of my brain as much as the part that deals with accents, dude, I'd be like that guy, like that American guy who goes around talking to different natives, like running stores and restaurants and stuff, and he'll order like a tourist. He won't order a tourist, he'll order, he'll order like... <laughs> as though he is a tourist, and then he'll switch to speaking their language perfectly, and the reactions that they give are phenomenal. And it's really lovely to see because, um, I can't remember his username, but if you, if you search guy speaks different language and stuns shop worker or like guy surprises someone by talking their language he'll come up and um yeah i think it's really lovely what he does because one it's like one of the best types of pranks out there because it's wholesome harmless and funny and also it makes people because often he'll do it in places like like the sort of, say, Chinatown, for example. So a place in a sort of Western city um, that has a large populace of um, a certain nationality. So they're often very used to tourists and not used to like many people speaking their language who come in. And then he'll swap into it and you can just see how much they change and just relax and just the smiles on their faces just widen and their eyes light up. And it's, it's a really nice thing to see. It's really, really nice. So yeah, man, if I could ever use the stuff I've learned to do stuff like that, then well, I'm, I kind of am. I'm kind of doing that right now, right? Making you happy, making you chill, relaxed. Do you like this? Do you like me? Give me validation. <laughs> no, I know I'm doing this for the right reasons. And um, it's nice. It's really nice to be here. Um, and it's really nice to have you here. So yeah, man, it's nice. Um, I may never be able to speak 20 different languages, but I would like to learn German. German and Japanese. I started learning a bit of Japanese. And I need to keep up with that, but... Um, yeah, that'll do me for a while. Yeah, one one that's kind of like English and one that could not be further from English. That works. 
I also like sponge cakes. Wait, what word are we on? Absorb, not sponge. <laughs> My bad. Um, sponge cakes are very good though. Yeah, I was weirdly obsessed with those adverts back in the day for, um, you know, the kitchen towels. Um, that were like super absorbent or always said they were super absorbent, like Bounty or Plenty or whatever they called them. That was in the UK anyway. I don't know if they had it in other places, but they would always show like a side by side with like the leading brand. And what I realized is that doing that whole like leading brand thing, comparison, is exactly the same as subtweeting someone or like indirect them indirecting them like throwing the most indirect shade at whoever the leading brand is and it was also great as a marketing thing because everyone thinks they're the leading brand so everyone thinks it's them being shaded so you're like killing 10 birds with one stone or 10 what a shade Beaches? Ten beaches with one bit of shade. <laughs> beaches, like beaches. Ten beaches, one shade. Like palm trees. Oh my god, girl, you got palm treed up. This is going in a strange direction. I'm going to move on to a new word. <laughs> and that word is... Slay. Okay, looks like we're going in the same direction then. Slay. You know what I really need to rewatch again? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That show taught me so many things about myself, man. Myself, friendships, my types. I mean, that falls under myself, I guess. Thinking about it, it would make a lot of sense as to why I'm into who I'm into now. Yeah. Anyway, um, it was, I think it was a really, I think it was a really good show. And um, like any show of that era, I, you know, it had its issues. But I feel like Buffy herself was a very good role model for a lot of girls growing up uh, to teach them to stand up for themselves and and what's right, and yeah, I think any anyone who has Buffy as a role model, or Buffy as a type, I think that's kind of a green flag. Maybe the falling in love with vampires bit was a little bit toxic, but we also had Twilight, so that was way more on the nose, so I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> wouldn't worry about it too much. I don't know what else I can say about Slay. Slayer, the band, very cool thrash metal band. I never really listened to them too much when I was growing up, but they were definitely involved in my um, uh, induction into the metal, into the heavy metal world. Just one of those legendary bands. I'd love it if, like, um, like a proper queen went back. <laughs> I mean, like, Queen went back, like, got to time travel back, suddenly found themselves in, like, medieval time, and said the sentence, Yas, 
slay queen immediately hung for treason if you think about it look them over there they just said to slay the queen how dare they yeah hung at the gallows by sunrise of course that would yeah slay queen like immediately it probably wouldn't even be medieval times like that that far back it could have been like like 1800s or something what a crazy time we live in okay now we've got sisters <laughs> okay slay sisters hmm so I watched Hocus Pocus 2 pretty good pretty good I enjoyed myself I had a good time got nostalgic things I didn't like about it things I did like about it I'm not going to talk about it in detail because I don't want to give out spoilers and the only reason I'm not giving out spoilers is because I feel like some of you might be waiting till Halloween to watch it um so I will wait until after that to talk about it just in case I really want to do something for Halloween this year I haven't done anything for Halloween in so long seriously I need to um I just need to I need a decent costume as well. I'll get back to you on that. I've never had a sister, personally. Um, well, this is the weird thing, right? I've um, I've never had a sister that I know of, but there's been a couple of times in my life where I've had weird connections with people and you know I trust my family but who knows these things happen um I have I told this story before because I'm ill my memory isn't serving me as great and I may have told this story before but actually I'll start with the other one which I know I haven't told um and then I'll tell the other one so I started going to London when I was about uh, 15 and I used to uh, get the, when I was in college, I used to get the, uh, we call it the Megabus, which was a very uh, interesting <laughs> method of cheaply getting from A to B. It was a very cheap bus with um, lots of characters it was always a fun conversation <laughs> on the mega bus but uh yeah i used to get that to london uh on weekends and there was this one time i'd left college on a friday i was getting the bus in the evening uh to london and i was sat on the top deck and i there was a girl, I was sat like near the back and there was a girl, must have been roughly about my age, who was sat near the front and didn't see her for like the whole journey. And then when we got to London, as she stood up and as I stood up to get off the bus, I felt this inexplicable 
feeling of protectiveness over this girl in like a sisterly way like I was a brother wanting wanting to protect his sister I'd never felt anything like it not for someone that I didn't know anyway and I I couldn't yeah, I couldn't wrap my head around it. So like we both got off and, and walked into the station. I never saw her face, um, didn't say anything to her because that's a very strange thing to do is to walk up to someone and go like, hi, I think I might be your brother. Or just, I want to protect you. Don't do that to people. That's very strange. <laughs> but um, I just sort of watched her until we naturally went our separate ways just to make sure she was okay or getting heading to where she she needs to be um but i've still never been able to work that out i'd like to i'd be interested to see if if you guys have ever have ever felt anything like that like this weird surge of protectiveness for someone else that you don't know um maybe she was my sister maybe we were were related who knows but that was always interesting to me i've still never worked it out the other one was that I have um, a friend who's a very dear friend of mine um, who I met um, through mutual friends like a few years ago and immediately um, we hit it off. I didn't feel the need to protect her but um, yeah, we, we hit it off straight away, immediately became really good friends and just very much trusted each other really quickly and had a very like siblingy kind of relationship and it was strange because again I'd never had it before and it was very platonic it was very compassionate and kind and we just sort of became each other's biggest fan really quickly and um chances are it's nothing but tracing back our family histories like maybe we're related and we kind of look the same as well we have very similar features and yeah that's always freaked me out as well um but yeah let me know if you've had any weird experiences like that that'd be fun to know life's a funny old thing it's a funny old world man and the last word of this little chill session is develop I like that the word develop insinuates patience and um, that's something I've been trying to focus on a lot recently is developing patience Um, and things take patience to to develop. Look at that, full circle. And um, yeah, I wanted to, I think this is a good sort of point to, to end on is that we live in an age now where everything is instant everything is very quick and um, everything is expected to be of a very good quality straight away because of how we consume everything and how we view everything and everything appears um, so perfect straight away we feel the urge to be perfect straight away and if we're not good at something straight away, then it means we failed at it. This is a very dangerous view. I have been very guilty of it for a long time. Um, I mean, I grew up on the internet. 
And I remember interviewing a friend of mine for my dissertation at university, and it was about um, how social media is affecting independent musicians. And he said something very interesting. He said that as amazing as it is for musicians and so many artists in general to be able to get their work out there and having it being having the power being put back into the artist is a great thing it also takes away the opportunity to develop um because people are judged so quickly you know and even if you go play a gig somewhere where like not really many people are everyone's still got a phone out and everyone's still doing this that and the other and everyone feels this need like to not screw up and so people give up too quickly and yes I'm using music as an example but this can be put to anything so my whole thing to you with whatever you're doing is to give yourself permission to be shit please 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 one because in the grand scheme of things we're all gonna die (laughs) but secondly if you don't give yourself the chance and the opportunity and the permission to get the stuff out of you that doesn't really matter and is is crap and doesn't really mean anything and is just waffle and isn't very well put together and is just a whole mess you'll never have the chance to get to the good stuff you'll never have the chance to find your voice just like when we're learning a language when we're young we say words wrong but as kids we're not like blamed for it (laughs) it's not like your first word is like it's like apple and you say apple and your father's like darling it's apple there's an l in it what's wrong with you you know you you learn you're allowed to screw up we're all just big kids so give yourself the opportunity to screw up and then get really good at it don't worry about anyone else thinking whatever do it for you do it to find a voice with whatever you're doing creatively and professionally and like um academically whatever stop expecting to be good straight away you do nothing but waste time because then if you do start doing something with the expectation of being shit straight away and then getting better oh my god it's so much more worth it and you value it so much more because you can look back and go look at what i did to get here if you're good at something straight away you don't value it at all it's like the people who pass their driving test on the first time (laughs) you haven't earned it yes i might be better because it took me six or seven times to pass my test but my point still stands okay and hopefully all of that makes sense i'm gonna trust that it does and hey i'm still learning i know i've been doing this for a year but you know this is me 
taking away my perfectionism. It's me sat here talking to you and messing up some words and not saying words right and, you know, being a bit more vulnerable. I didn't know if this was going to work or not, but here I am. Always be learning, always be challenging yourself and just have fun finding you and your voice and your heart. Okay? Cool. I'm going to go and get better for like the third time this year. Um, I wish you well. I wish you all the best. I hope that you take care of yourself. I hope that you be kind to yourself. I really mean those words. Please give yourself the kindness that you deserve. Be your own best support. It'll be the best thing you ever do. And I will speak to you soon. Okay? Okay.